Hey, let's get her going there, bud. The theme of tonight was that was a get right game, boys. Woo, 4-1 Jackets take down the Detroit Red Wings. How about that? And that was my Shorezy impression for the day. What's up, everyone? This is your host, Jeff Nicosia. Welcome into the Cannon Fire podcast. Super excited to bring you this podcast, even though it's a day late. I am sorry, but I do every game, baby. First thing I want to say, Jackets, absolute class act of a team. I mean, how how can you not root for a team like this? Cam salutes the fans after he scores the first goal with fans back in Nationwide. Beautiful to watch. Cam has four shorties on the season, leading the entire NHL. Of course, that's a jacket stat. We have a guy leading the league in shorthanded goals. I'll take it, baby. And then how about Nick? End of the game. Fliggs is like, thank you to all the first responders that made this possible. If it weren't for you guys, uh, you know, we wouldn't even be playing right now. So just thank you. I mean, Jackets really showing up, showing some class and getting a dub. Way to go, boys. It's a get right game. The next thing I want to talk about before we actually get into what happened in some segments is... How about the emotional intelligence from GM Yarmo Kekalainen? This guy comes out and shows support for Torts, support for the team. We're going to do this as a group. Nick says the exact same thing. We're going to do it as a group. Torts isn't going anywhere. We're making it work, baby. And it, a lot of things in life are just about timing. It's like when, you know, big big job opens up, you know, something like that. It's all about timing, right? And Yarmo, he knew the situation. He had the feel for his team. He knew the guys were down and he said, you know what? What better team to really come out here and make a strong statement for team unity, keeping the squad together, not giving up on the season, than a game before the Detroit Red Wings, the bottom of the league, or the bottom of the central at least, but the league will have to see. But just very intelligent move by GM Yarmo Kakalan and comes out, shows supports for torts, support for the guys, and he, he knew that... Columbus has a very good chance to win this game. Fans are back in Nationwide. Everyone's going to be feeling good. So just grade A timing by GM Yarmo Kakalainen. And the boys get it done. Love to see it. So some segments. As I've said before, I will not always be right on this podcast. And I will tell you when I am wrong, but I will also say when I am right. First thing. Uh, I was wrong about uh, Bemstrom going back to the taxi squad. Uh, I think dude's played some good minutes. I think Torts thinks he's played some good minutes, and I think he'll stay out there. Uh, Gregorenko might stay on the taxi squad for Bemstrom. Uh, made a great pass to Riley Nash in the second, for which the Jackets were absolutely on fire. So Bemstrom staying up. I said he might go back down to the taxi squad, but I think that pass may have just bought him uh, at least five more games. I think we keep seeing Bemstrom. I was wrong on Bemstrom. Uh, one thing I got right, Torts isn't getting fired. Everyone calm down. Uh, he's going to stick out the season. Guy's a legendary coach. 
And, uh, you know, Nick showed support for him uh, in an interview before the game. And uh, I think the team's still going to support him afterwards. So, Torts not getting fired. Right about Torts not getting fired. Yup. One spot where I was wrong. <laughs> May have come out a little bit hot in the last one. Uh, towards our fourth-line player, Max Domi. Max, you don't belong in the AHL. I was wrong about that. But, you know... You gotta calm down. Here, let's make a deal, Domi. If you calm down, I'll calm down. How about that? Because, I mean, you just seem like you're trying too hard to make things work, to find your game, and that just, it's it's throwing you off, man. I mean, from what I'm seeing out there, it's like third period. You had the puck right in front of the blue paint, and you just throw it over the net. Like, you got to calm down. You're trying too hard to make plays, and you'll find your game. Just keep moving your feet. Don't freak out. And there was another spot, too, where um, I think it was also in the third. You know, I get it. It was your birthday, man. A happy belated birthday. But you're trying to do too much out there, like trying to stick handle through a whole team. Like, I get it. You're, You're better than your numbers show, but... You gotta calm down. I think you did some better job showing some toughness this game. And it's always easier when the team gets a win, right, Max? So I'll calm down if you calm down, buddy. But I was wrong about you being an AHL player. So some players that I really loved from last night's game against Detroit have just been putting together, you know, some good play over the past few games in the whole season. Uh, First off, Zach Wierenski is... He's looking like a star again. I I said earlier, a um, couple episodes ago, like, Zach, is he really healthy? But, man, this guy showed out against Detroit. And maybe it's partially because he's, you know, from there. And he maybe knew that all of his buddies were going to be watching the game. And he wanted to be like, ah, I'm really going to turn it up for this one. So, Zach really just looked great and he got the second star out there and just just looked like the top line player that he is when he's playing like that him and Jonesy could maybe be considered a top five pairing I still think they're in that top five to top ten range um, it's kind of a consensus take out there but yeah when when Zach is on he looks amazing two assists for Wierenski and uh, he looks very confident Uh, handling and moving the puck right now. Maybe it was just, you know, the little Detroit bump uh, that he gets for playing against his hometown team. But Zach, great game, stringing together some good performances. Let's keep it up against Dallas, buddy. And one one note just on this top line D, Jones and Wierenski, when they're getting in on the transition and just carrying the puck, this team looks completely different. Like when they just have the confidence to move the puck out of the D zone and, you know, get it to the red line and then make a pass, like we look completely different as a team. The transition looks so much better because, I mean, these guys are considered our untouchables. Going into the season, I considered our three untouchables were Wierenski, Jones, and he who shall not be named. But they, when they're moving the puck up ice together, they just look 
like a different team. And I, I love watching it as a fan. So Jones, Wierenski, they looked on their game tonight. I want to see him keep it up. You know, the Jackets have yet to really string together a bunch of consistent play. But they they did it tonight. And I think us having a really successful uh, showing against Detroit was a big part in their play. I mean, they play almost half the game for us, putting up about an average of 26 minutes a night from both of them. So great to see him out there. Uh, loved, loved watching it. And another guy who's really surprising – Uh, over the past two games is Riley Nash. Uh, Nash has put together some phenomenal play for two games, Uh, gets a goal in this one, but he's he's been a real driver of five-on-five play out there for the Jackets. I mean, that Nash-Stenland line, keeping those two guys together, I mean, talk about just like a workhorse line right there. They're, you know, maybe third, fourth line. You never really know with Torts. Um, he always likes to just shuffle them around like crazy. But Riley Nash is stringing together some great play. Glad to see him get rewarded with the goal. The guy fights so hard on the boards to try and win every puck. And I love to see that out of a Jackets player. So, Riley Nash, can he keep it up? I don't know. We'll wait and see. But for right now, he's playing some great hockey. Hope you keep it up, buddy. It's fun to watch. And then another guy who's just been quietly having a great year, uh, Boone Jenner. This dude looks way more comfortable on the wing. I mean, he's had seven so far um, and has only had 11 last year through 70 games. So Boone on the wing. I mean, talk about a top cheese goal. Boone just absolutely sniping it in the corner almost a bar mexico there buddy but boone killing it great to see a longtime jackets guy getting a getting a goal especially in that fashion and having a great year overall you know boone scored a lot of goals in the blue paint and uh you know that that wasn't um that wasn't a blue paint goal that was a uh, top cheese ripper so good for Boone uh getting on the score sheet yet again uh love to see that changing from this year to last just one more note about Riley Nash kind of forgot to mention this but I mean how about a not cliche hockey interview love to hear it in uh after the second period he was like yeah I think the uh I think the scouting report said that you should actually give me a ton of time and space I mean that's kind of funny. Have a little bit more confidence in yourself, buddy. That's all I'd have to say on that. But I mean, talk about hilarious. I absolutely loved hearing that. Uh, so many hockey interviews are cliche. One of the reasons why I love Line A so much is because he just kind of says what's on his mind instead of just being like, yeah, we got to work hard and play our game. And, you know, any, anyone can give a stock hockey interview if you've listened to enough of them. They're not exactly, you know, very enlightening. But yeah, that, I thought that was just super funny out of Nash uh, showing some uh, showing some character maybe it's the fans being back who knows uh with the fans being back i mean how about uh how about us getting approved for 25 percent capacity that's pretty sweet jackets fans kind of makes you feel bad if you bought tickets like right at the 10 percent capacity mark to the public sale because i mean they were really pricey maybe we see the price drop a bit maybe we don't i have no idea but more fans all for it, man. All for it. Uh, get them in there uh, and get vaccinated. This isn't a political podcast, but get vaccinated. I feel like that shouldn't be pol- political, but apparently it is. Uh, so two areas I think the Jackets improved and one that they still need to work on uh, continuing throughout the season. 
So first, big one. I think they did a lot better in the neutral zone turnover department against Detroit. Again, maybe it's Detroit. They were wearing some practice warm-ups out there. Um, they called it a reverse retro. Uh, on the broadcast, they kind of said it looks like Buckeyes jerseys, and I was like, okay, yeah, I have I have a Buckeyes hockey jersey. It doesn't, doesn't look like that, but oh, yeah, sure, okay. But anyways... Um, so they fixed the neutral zone turnovers. I think a big part of that is Jones and Wierenski and just, I mean, the whole decor, but mostly Jones and Wierenski being confident, moving the puck up ice, uh, not freaking out, throwing passes where they shouldn't. So I think that was a really good job by the Jackets fixing some of those turnovers that's hurt us so dearly uh, against, you know, series that we've lost against Nashville and uh, the Blackhawks. So very good job not turning the puck over a bunch in the neutral zone. Cleaned up the neutral zone play big time. Uh, and then another spot. So Jack Roselvik gets a, a great tip-in goal. Uh, just smacks it down onto the ice, gets a favorable bounce, and just goes straight over Bernier. Awesome to see the Jackets getting tips. Uh, I don't think they get enough of them. Uh, good to see Jack tipping it into the other team's net instead of ours, but hey, uh, can't really control that one too much, buddy, and not really faulting you for that. Love that you're here. Not trying to hate it all, but one thing that I noticed on that goal, and part of probably the reason that it was able to get in was Nick Foligno, uh, taking away the goalie's eyes. Huge for the Jackets. They need more net front presence. Not just for trying to bury rebounds, but for plays like that where, you know, if if Nick's not there and if he's standing behind the net or off to the side, you know, maybe the Bernier saves that. And we could have been talking about a different game where it could have gotten close towards the end. I mean, Detroit had their chances, but not a lot of them. The Jackets have really cleaned it up in the D zone, and I love to see it. But net front presence is huge for this team. They got to have it. Uh, they gotta have it, especially when you don't have you know, like a pure goal scorer on every single line. You gotta be able to take away the goalie's eyes. In in the last game we played against Nashville, the two goals that were scored against Corpy were shots he didn't see. We need more of that out of the team. So big time net front presence taking away the goalie's eyes. Good to see. Glad to see it have some success as well so the Jackets might continue to go down that train. And then one spot where I think they just still need to improve on. Uh, you know, it's been a good spot in the Jackets' past, but I think they're stepping away from it a little bit or missing it. Uh, they need to finish those dirty goals. Uh, they talked about it in post game. They've got to finish dirty goals. They need some greasy ones, boys. So in the blue paint, I like them slapping at the goalie a bit. You know, keeping the sticks active towards the blue paint when you think the puck might be covered up. You never know. So keep it going. Um, they missed some chances in the blue paint, um, but we're able, uh, we're able to get the win regardless. But on some nights, they might need that dirty goal. They might need to get in the blue paint and really just grind it out with some ugly goals. So Jackets need to work on that a bit, need to work on finishing them. But overall... Good enough to get the win, but some nights you might need it. So, I mean, everyone looked like uh, looked like they were having fun out there. This was definitely a classic, you know, Jackets game night. Uh, Columbus guy getting a goal too, and Jack Roselvik. But then, you know, just the classic guys: Cam, Boone, 
Nash hasn't been here for quite as long, but, you know, he feels like uh, the way he plays, he just feels like a blue jacket and like he's been here his whole career, even though he hasn't. But, yeah, it just seemed like a classic Jackets game. But there was one guy, you know, you debate on whether or not he's having fun all the time. The guy I can never get a read on, Mr. Patrick the Cannon Line A. Yes, the Cannon, Patrick the Cannon Line A. Start calling him that, people. It's a great name. Oh, how about uh, how about some like CBJ account ripping off my Cam Atkinson revenge tour take? Come on, man. I had that like four weeks ago. You listen to this show or something? But yeah, Cam on a revenge tour. Where was I going with this? Yeah, everyone looked like they were having fun out there, um, except for maybe Mr. Line A. Uh, whenever there's a party uh, in the back of the net, I think Line A wants to be involved. I mean, that's his game. That's what he's really known for. Um, just saw a stat that was like Line A's had eight career hat tricks. I mean, the guy's only 22. That's impressive, man. He is a goal scorer, and that's what he's. That's what he was brought here to do. The Jackets need a true goal scorer. Um, you know, they they got their true goal scorer. Uh, you know, still looking for someone to step up in that center position. But um, I don't. I don't know if he he was having fun out there. Definitely need to get this guy some more shots. I don't think he had a shot in the first period. Uh, So got to get the guy shooting the puck. Good things happen when this guy shoots the puck. Uh, I think, you know, the second period, the Jackets were on fire. Something I'd really like to keep saying more often. So line A, let's keep getting, getting him the puck. But this was definitely... A Jackets faithful game where a lot of uh, classic guys got their goals and in front of the fans. So really cool to see uh, as a big time Jackets fan. But Mr. Line, we'll see, buddy. We'll see. Hey, because Line, we didn't need you tonight necessarily. We didn't need Line to you know have a crazy game where he scores two goals and gets an assist. Uh, but we will need those. We will need those games out of Patrick Line, Patrick the Cannon Line. We will absolutely need those games. So let's uh, let's save it for when we really need them, bud. And uh, I'm sure you'll be having some fun out there on the ice with the boys. I want I want to see Line spend his whole career here. If you guys can't tell, I talk about him every episode and absolutely love the guy. He's a freaking amazing player, and he's exactly what the Jackets need on a team that has struggled to score goals. Just want to go through some pregame comments with this team because I think they're a lot more telling than what actually goes on, uh, you know, before the game really starts. So, uh, Nick, you know, I said earlier, he said coaching isn't the issue, but having fans is going to help us with that. He said, sometimes we try too hard and we just kind of paralyze ourselves out there. I think he's talking to you, Max. You got to stop trying so hard, buddy. Just calm down. I will calm down if you calm down. I love to see hard play, but I don't like to see play that's so hard that you forget how to play, man. So just keep keep working, but honestly, I never thought I'd say this, Max. Just stop working so hard. I can tell you're putting out effort, but you're literally putting out too much and it's hurting your game. Just, just settle down. We'll be fine. And then torts. Just how about the confidence of a guy to saying that's having, you know, a five game skid and the fans are calling for to be fired and then just coming out and saying professional players should be held accountable. I have no problem holding guys accountable. Like, dang, talk about just some brass from the guy. Wow. 
I did not expect Torts to come out and say anything like that before the game on a five-game losing streak. So, I mean, but you got to give the guy props. One of the things that he's done in his career is stuck to his guns. So, good uh, good move from Torts. Just some things from Yarmo to get into more of what he said. Uh, he said the players have respect for Torts. That wasn't something I was expecting to hear. I was expecting to hear more of... Uh, you know, we're, we're going to roll with it and see what happens kind of thing from Yarmo when I heard he was going to come out in support of Torts. But he said the players have respect for him and Nick agrees. So uh, awesome for the guys keeping Torts out there. And uh, we uh, we love to see it, especially when they get the win. So good job, boys. Way to go. What a better time than to thank our wonderful sponsor, not sponsor, Giuseppe's Retrovo. They don't pay me. I just love small businesses. Giuseppe's Retrovo on Main Street in Bexley. Go get yourself some Giuseppe's, baby. They've seen Cam Atkinson in there more than once. So if it's good enough for Cam, it's good enough for you. Go get yourself just some Giuseppe's on uh, Main Street in Bexley. How about Jones getting a goal taken off the board? Jones, I mean, what a great play to almost keep it in at the line. I wanted this to be a goal so bad for Jonesy just because I think he only has one on the entire season. I mean, talk about just great stick. Wow, Jonesy, way, way to keep that in. He is really just a constant presence for this team. He's one thing that's played. He's one player that's played very consistently. Uh, and then getting the Orensky could have had three apples tonight if that goes in. So, uh, I mean, it's an awesome play. I love watching these two guys play together. The team doesn't look the same without them. And uh, I really wish Jonesy was able to get that goal just so he could, you know, get some more confidence shooting the puck. But, hey, it went in. Um, we'll take that all day, Jonesy. So very, uh, very good to see Seth, you know, at least putting one in, even though it didn't count in the end. Hey, the NHL owes us one, right? So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's maybe think about that next time, Stripes. Uh, maybe just give it to him so I calm down a bit about how the NHL hates the Blue Jackets and doesn't want to see us succeed. So one spot, uh, one take that I just want to toss out there. You know, it's... Um, it's tough to call right now who's going to end up with the most goals on the Jackets uh, at the end of the season. I think Line A's scored six on the Jackets. Uh, Boone's got seven and Cam's got ten. I I really have no idea here. It's, it's a tough one to call. Is Cam... He's known as a streaky player. Every Jackets fan knows that Cam goes on hot streaks and then he gets cold and then he gets hot. I mean, they show the graphics on the game. He did not have a great start to this season, but then just magically pulled it together and has gone on this crazy point run. Uh, it's great to see, but, you know, you never know with Cam. Uh, he might just keep keep it coming. I'd love to see him keep it coming. That would be awesome. But you do you do really never know with the guy. He could, you know, fall off a cliff. But I think because he's playing with Line, that, you know, Line attracts so much attention when he's out there. I mean, and, and another note, I mean, I think this this line, this top line, air quotes, uh, looked like the worst line on the jackets tonight. I mean, 
you know, Cam gets a goal, Jack gets a goal, but they both got the goals on special special teams. Cam on the shorty, Jack on the power play. But uh, yeah, they they just uh, they did not look in sync tonight at all. That's not what I want to see out of a top line for the Jackets. So let's maybe get that fixed uh, against Dallas, but we'll uh, we'll have to see because that they had trouble just uh, sustaining pressure in the offensive zone. They, they, Jack has done a great job of carrying the puck into the offensive zone. But once he does, they're just not able to find any rhythm passing the puck. And that's a problem. That, that's another problem for the Jackets that I think really needs to get worked out. And I'd, I've said what I think the answer is. I think it's Tex in the middle, but you you never know until you find out. So, hey, Torts, let's, uh, let's give me some Texier. I want to know. But anyways... Uh, who's going to have the most goals? Time for a Jeff take. This will just give me another right or wrong at the end of the season. But, um, you know, I can't go away from the cannon. Patrick the cannon line A is going to have the most goals on the jackets at the end of the season. And to be quite honest, I want him to for reasons that have to do with the future. I mean, if this guy's not our top goal scorer, then I feel like he's just not going to want to be here. Um, it just it shows some problems that you know the team isn't able to get him the puck. So definitely thinking Line is going to have the most on the season. Looking at maybe the low twenties for Liner, but it, it's no secret this team has to go on a run if they want to be in playoff contention. The real question about this game is can they build on it? Are the Jackets able to take the confidence that they found against the worst team in the Central and move it to Dallas? Because Dallas, they're lurking down there. They are lurking um, at the... I think they might even be at the bottom of the Central. I think Detroit has uh, more points than them just because Dallas has hardly played any games. But, I mean, this is not a bad team. I mean, you're talking about Sagan and Ben here. These guys are gonna find a way to get points night in and night out. The question with them is, are they gonna be able to play enough games having a bunch of back-to-backs in a row? So... Yeah, the, the Jackets, big questions there uh, for the for the team and what they're going to be able to do. Can they build on it? I don't know. But we're going to find out tomorrow night. 8.30. Weird game time. But yeah, 8.30 for the Jackets. We'll have to see. I hope the boys are able to get it done. Because let's get her going, bud. This has been the Cannon Fire Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Nicosia. Thank you for listening. It's been fun bringing you this podcast. I'm going to keep doing it, even if nobody listens. If you listened this far, I thank you very much. And uh, yeah, let's get her going there, boys.